Hello, welcome to a bonus episode here, okay? To define our terms moving forward, what we have to go ahead and do is tell you guys that a bonus episode means additional content we're providing for free. Uh, the Patreon-exclusive episodes are going up today. So the second this episode comes out, today is, I don't know, time kind of stood still since COVID. I don't know what day it is. My father doesn't know what day it is. And we're just kind of okay with that. But uh, real quickly, we did a uh, – what people are loving is an episode and one of our most ambitious topics, uh, Major General Smedley Butler, uh, who if you haven't listened to that episode, this is not for you, okay? I don't ever want to dissuade listeners, but – Go ahead and listen to that episode for proper context here. Kahuna's behind the ones and twos. Uh, LP's in the building with me. We are back to provide context on a little something known as the business plot. Now, the, the question I'm going to lead to with this business plot, Dad, is uh, is it possible that there was a, uh, a shady kind of crew of uh, <laughs> businessmen and, uh, and kind of the uh, – that th- there's this weird thing where every political party has some truth to it. So is there this evil group of 1% – you know, wealth guys that are trying to take the country over against current incumbent at the time of, uh, of this event, Franklin Delano Roosevelt, who, as you recall, we covered in the episode, got along pretty good with old Smed. Yeah. So, he, actually, Smedley uh, um, campaigned for him, actually promoted him. Um, and Smedley had always been a lifelong uh, Republican. And now he's uh, promoting the new Democratic yeah, S- uh, Smith's his own man. He, he, as, as we covered on the episode, uh, at one time, another time voted for a socialist candidate for president, ran as a Republican senator, but then was also going to be named as a, a Democratic presidential nominee's number one choice for secretary of war. So he's got appeal on everybody. Very popular guy in the nation uh, around this time, too, you said. Everybody wants to latch on to Smedley because of his popularity. But um, – you know, it really gets interesting with uh, Smedley, not only for his wartime uh, heroics, you know, winning the Medal of Honor twice and everything, uh, and all the other um, medals of honor that he has received through his various time in service. Um, now, as a uh, civilian, he retires from the Marine Corps in uh, 1931. Now, we're in, the, we're in the Depression at this particular point in time, and uh, Warren... Uh, Hoover is the uh, is the president who he's got a beef with. Yeah, who he doesn't get along with. And actually, Hoover was in China when Smedley and the Marines were sent in to rescue um, some American interests in China during the uh, the Boxer Rebellion. So um, it's not like they didn't know one another. They they certainly knew of one another. Um, but he's not a fan. Um, there's uh, something going on in the country where there's this grassroots uprising, if you will, um, called the Bonus Army, where World War I veterans have been promised um, compensation for their time served. But that compensation by federal law was didn't have to be paid out until 1945. I just noticed something about this. This is a deep-rooted bonus episode because this is a that's a bonus this is a bonus this is great it's an exclusive bonusception bonusception there you go we're gonna be learning you learning you some stuff here today uh, doing some edumacation edumacation that's it always got to go back to my own roots (laughs) but uh this grassroots organization called the bonus army is marching on washington and and gaining strength and numbers as as they go uh, basically sweeping across the country and arrive in washington or uh, right before they arrive in washington uh, a member of the bonus army by the way as you recall perhaps jack london 
Well, Jack London, right? Absolutely. Got swept another, up loser, in it. another loser inception. You so know it. It's wild times. There's all kinds of things uh, happening here and a lot of uh, crossing of paths of various uh, p- previous episodes. But um, Smedley Butler joins in with the Bonus Army demanding that these guys, hey, we're in, we're in the middle of a depression. They need their money now, not, not you know, 15 years from now. Um, so he is gains even more popularity. Um, and eventually what had happened is that whole movement was dispersed under military force. Um, they send in the cavalry to break up this uh, bonus uh, march, this bonus army. Um, Hoover is out with the next election. Um, Franklin Delano Roosevelt comes in and immediately starts to enact all kinds of legislation called the, all these various pieces of legislation are lumped together called the New Deal, that uh, he's doing a lot of things to try to get the company, uh, the company, the country back on its feet. Um, And at the same time, uh, Smedley is making speeches around the country uh, and starts to claim that um, uh, he, he writes these number of speeches that basically is the war is a racket and all these different wars that he had fought in personally is a racket. Uh, the racket being like the racketeers, like the gangster kind of a thing, um, that American business interests uh, force their way into various uh, foreign countries um, to fill their own pockets. And then when things go sideways, they send in the Marines. Yeah, uh, Smed wanted to defend the country, <laughs> not make sure we have cheap bananas. <laughs> there you go, with the, uh, with the various banana republics and all the other things that uh, the Marines were, were called in for. He, so he starts making these uh, speeches um, that were kind of lumped together, calling war as a racket. It was so well received that he then writes a, a short book which is published in uh, 1935. It's very well received, and actually Reader's Digest does the condensed version of that in their book supplement. So it's it's meeting, it's meeting getting to the masses big time. Did this make Oprah's book club? <laughs> I'm not sure. <laughs> I don't know. You get one. You get one. You get, one. You get yeah. a banana. You get <laughs> yeah. a banana. So everybody look under your seats. <laughs> That's right. There you go. There's a copy of uh, War is a Racket by General Smedley D. Butler. <laughs> that sounds like something Eric Andre would do. You, know, you ever watch his show? Oh, totally, man. It's it's a, a, you get a copy of War is a racket. <laughs> oh, my God. Absolutely. So he's got this killer book out. There's he's, this bonus he, army going on. Yeah, he's a very popular guy. Um, and then um, with Roosevelt's, FDR's New Deal legislation, part of that was that they were going to take the country off the gold standard. Well, this really pissed off a lot of uh, of America's richest. You know, For that, an explanation that on this, if I can, just, just promo within a promo. If you want to understand the gold standard, we broke that down in literally the first episode of this show ever put out about Grover Cleveland, the forgotten president. Okay, and uh, he is uh, a fascinating story in his own right. But we truly get into that. We also cover it with William Jennings Bryan. So right. if you want to understand those things, those are the episodes to really break down the gold standard. Yeah, there was a, a big division within the country as to stay on the gold standard or go with the uh, the silver standard and uh, gold and silver, and we're off to see the wizard and everything else. To uh, and now do we have currency backed by precious metals? Right. So it, it's that's nerve wracking because then. 
Uh, if you really want to get upset, sometimes you have to realize that money is just worth the faith you put in it. So uh, I don't know about you guys, but an economy based on Star Wars version of the Force is a little concerning. So <laughs> I understand why there's some unrest about that, but keep going. Um, so anyhow, um, you know, although the the common man is like, all right, this this Roosevelt guy is trying to help us out and put people back to work because the country's on its face. There's no there's no doubt about it. Your hierarchy of needs is sliding. So the idea of well, what's going to happen to the uh, it, it's some of it's similar to what's going on uh, currently too. Uh, this is a bonus episode, so we can talk about what's going on. Uh, people are nervous about the economic impact something's going to happen, but also people are nervous about whether or not it's uh, that they're safe right now. So are we safe? Are my kids starving? Is my farm ever going to have products again? You know what I mean? So there's a lot of concern here. And if FDR is trying to just feed people, then that's, you know, uh, he's going to win a lot of support on the ground from that. Right. So, I mean, the common guy, the the working stiff is all about it. And but those who have are directly opposed to the to the have nots. Um, And. Uh, Roosevelt's heavily progressive New Deal taxes and the suspension of the gold standard, there's some higher-ups that are really not going along with, among which one of them, again, a loser, uh, loser-ception here, Will, William Randolph Hearst, Whoa. Um, starts uh, making actually a, a, a movie, a film, decrying his despotic new tax code. And uh, he's, he's not making, Roosevelt is not making friends amongst the 1%. Um, because they're taking away their gold standard. Well, all of their wealth is based on the old gold standard. By taking that away, there's going to be a devaluation of their wealth if we go to something other than the gold standard. Um, you know, uh, uh, Butler is enjoying a real big boost in uh, public profile. Um, he's a, an enthusiastic uh, advocacy for veterans. Um, he's uh, asked to uh, make a speech. Uh, there's two guys, American Legion members, uh, who come be to uh, Butler. Smith was not a fan of the American Legion, by the way. He was a VFW guy. So it, yeah, well, that, there was a whole back and forth between the American Legion and the Veterans of Foreign Wars, uh, the VFW. But uh, there's a gentleman by the name of Bill Doyle and Gerald McGuire. Um, who wanted to harness uh, kind of Butler's popular appeal and asks uh, him to make a speech at the Legion convention in Chicago. Um, And, you know, there's a number of back-and-forth meetings between um, this guy McGuire and and Butler, and he's asking him to make this speech, uh, and uh, McGuire is asking... um, Butler, that maybe you can bring along a couple of hundred of your veteran fans to show um, to show some support for this whole thing, and they'd be willing to pay a hundred and six thousand uh, dollars for travel expenses to bring these guys to to Chicago in nineteen thirties money <laughs> during the during the height of the depression. Right? So I mean that's uh, that's big. So. Butler is like, hmm, wait a minute, where, where are these American Legion guys supposed to uh, align with the American Legion? Where are they, where are they getting $106,000 from? That's, that's not, you know, guys passing the hat to uh, bring Butler to, uh, to Chicago. So he's a little skeptical as to what's going on here. And then when he starts to read the speech 
that they want him to deliver at the uh, convention. Uh, wait a minute. This has got nothing to do with the American Legion. This is they, they want him to talk about, um, you know, getting rid of uh, Roosevelt and and get and putting back the uh, the gold standard. So these aren't American Legion ideals. This is this is uh, somebody else is pulling the strings here with these two guys delivering this and message. A, a theory, just to try to break, it would be almost like hiring Derek Jeter to make a speech at Fenway Park about the glory of the Red Sox. <laughs> yeah, they, didn't, they didn't quite get him. Right, so. right, right. Um, so these guys, um, you know, Smedley Butler is is smelling something a, a little uh, a little foul here, and at this point. He realizes that McGuire must be taking orders from somebody else, and he then asks to speak with uh, the higher-ups in the chain of command, if you will. Uh, and there's a guy by the name of Robert Sterling Clark. He's the heir of the uh, Singer sewing machine fortune, so this guy is big bucks. Uh, they're, they're, con- they're estimating that uh, Robert Clark's worth at this time is about $30 million. So $30 million in the height of the Depression, uh, that's, uh, that's FU money for sure. That, uh, um, you know, he can do whatever he wants. Um, um, and Butler remembers this guy, Clark, because actually Clark, uh, he had a nickname back during the Boxer Rebellion as the, uh, the millionaire lieutenant. He served... Um, with Smedley Butler during a box rebellion back in China. So there's, there's an overlap that, of this whole thing. Um, but, you know, his, um, this guy Clark's statement to Butler was, I'm willing to spend half of the $30 million to save the other half, that he was so afraid of going off this gold standard and the loss of his money that he was willing to spend – Fifteen million dollars in order to save the you know the remaining fifteen million kind of a thing. So I mean he Smedley Butler is is nobody's fool that he's he's realizing that this whole thing. Well, he goes to the authorities and and blows the whistle on these guys because what they ultimately wanted uh, him to do is to create this whole groundswell of support to Smedley Butler that they were actually going to go in and take over the government that these 1% capitalists had brewed up this whole plot that they were going to um, put um, Smedley Butler in charge of a paramilitary force of some 500,000 veterans and actually overthrow President President Roosevelt. So you were going to have a... Which sounds crazy, but it worked in Hawaii. (laughs) (laughs) It worked once before, and it worked in so many other of these little foreign countries that these guys would... uh, you know, overthrow the existing government, and if things went south, they would call in the Marines, uh, call in the, call in the ground troops. Um, this goes before uh, the courts and everything else, and it, it was kind of poo-pooed. But I mean, was it, was it just buried within uh, within that whole thing to, to try to save face with some? Because you had some very heavy hitters, um, J.P. Morgan being one of them. Uh, there was some other very large dollar individuals that were trying to put this whole thing together. Um, nobody was really charged with anything. I think th- there was just basically a cover-up to this whole thing that um, there was a lot of newspapers that, you know, what what is Smedley Butler on? He, obviously, this guy is out to lunch someplace. But uh, 
you know, who's controlling the newspapers? Who's who's controlling the media right oh, now? Oh, yeah. This so, is that, that crazy time. Magazines are uh, the, the death of integrity in journalism to a degree. That, that's that been covered. And that's not even just an American concept. That that was global. That, right. Uh, I mean, and as I say, you got William Randolph Hearst, which was the media giant of the time, is already against Roosevelt. So. Yeah, he was on that fake news shit years before <laughs> Trump. <laughs> right. So. He, was, he was, I mean, he... In our previous episodes, you know, um, William Randolph Hearst could probably be attributed to the cause of the Spanish-American War and Teddy Roosevelt charging up you provide, Sam uh, and everything else. You provide right? the pictures, I'll provide the war. Right. So, I mean, um, to slant the public opinion um, through the media was, uh, that, that's been going on for quite some time. Um, so, I think that's... In a nutshell, that's really what had happened with this whole, what came to be known as the business plot or um, the uh, Washington uh, putsch, which was a, uh, you know, or we're going to overthrow the government. Putsch just, being as in beer hall putsch, as in how a little fellow named Hitler would eventually <laughs> exactly. start, start the embers that turned into his, uh, his ascension to power. Exactly. So, so I mean, if it worked before, it, we, we could work it again, but uh, on a much broader scale, but. Uh, again, you had much larger dollars with all these, uh, we'll, we'll politely call them industrialists who are trying to uh, overthrow Roosevelt. The, the, the game plan was is that we're going to put Smedley Butler in charge of 500,000 um, veterans, and then he would actually be running the government. It's almost like a, a government uh, a military uh, Mil- military rule. Yeah, they wanted Smed to play Bane and take over Gotham, pretty much. <laughs> <laughs> so you came back to die with your city. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, um, Smedley Butler, I mean, just an outstanding un- individual, but, uh, you know, and a, a two time Medal of Honor winner, plus many He's other He's the real awards. Captain America. He's, he is a, a <laughs> Captain America, unfortunately. You know, when was the last time you heard of Smedley Butler in your high school history class? So I think that's yep. really where we're going towards. Uh, how does a guy who's a two-time Medal of Honor winner be labeled as an American loser? I think it's the aftermath and the, the pictures that were painted or ignored. It's know, not even necessarily ignored. him. Right. It's not even necessarily him that's the loser. It's more or less the reason why he's in the history books is why it's the loser. Right. Yeah. In, in summation, too, sometimes the reasons that these guys don't get covered is a little bit because there'll be a um, there'll be a Republican, not even a Republican, but a, a very conservative slant on history where they want to eliminate certain topics, like the Philippines doesn't get covered because it could put America in a bad light. So it's all about who's funding the textbooks. So you have to, if you do what we try to do on the show, which is listen to the Koch brothers as well as listen to Howard Zinn, you know what I mean? You, you somewhere, somewhere in the middle is the truth, and somewhere in the middle on this particular truth is a guy that I, I really, I admired beforehand, and I, I think is probably the hero of this show in Smedley Butler. So he's able to tell you, listen, we do some bad shit, but we also do some good shit. So one hand washes the other, unfortunately. It is what it is on that. Uh, I think that's a – you did a great job. I, I thought Business Plot would be a full episode, and my dad just goes, nah, we can do this in about less than 20. And, get, <laughs> and guess what? We did it. So okay. um, as we uh, as we exit here, so that's our bonus content. I'm going to put this up immediately as soon as we finish recording it because Kahuna is just that damn good. Um, and we're going to go ahead and start. We're about to do our episode, which is, will be on Patreon uh, later today which our topic is the Rosenbergs, guys. If you don't know about them, fantastic story. Could not believe some of the stuff we found. 
uh, in our, our research for this. And I'm very excited. This is the stuff we want to do on Patreon, our more ambitious topics, the real heart of the loser stuff. We're going to save for that for just $5, guys, $5. And keep in mind, it is a monthly subscription. So as long as you continue to donate a minimum, we've had some, the reason I have to say this is for the best reason I can think of. We've had people try to donate very large sums of money. And I have to explain to them, Patreon does not allow for a one-time donation. Uh, unfortunately, with Patreon, it is a, uh, well, not even unfortunately, but it's a monthly subscription. So if you want to give us, all we're asking for is a minimum of a $5 donation. I hate going behind a paywall. I'm not going behind a paywall. Uh, I'm going to still give you four free episodes. We're still going to do the weekly show. But in order to afford to continue to do that, I ask if you're a fan of the show and you really like what we're doing, uh, consider giving us a minimum of a $5 donation. If you choose to donate more, I'm very grateful for that. We're going to work on some other stuff, some ways to reward people here. But we are currently building up what we're going to call the founding losers of this podcast. <laughs> okay? And that is... You, know, I, I you can't, guys don't realize how much I love that. <laughs> I can't take credit for it. You know who came up with the name? Who? Lawrence Patrick Burke. Ah, okay. <laughs> so he came up with fathers. that hey, Not the founding father. How about the founding losers? That's right. Because losers is genderless. So. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you want to be a member of the founding losers uh, today, um, you know, or in the, as soon as you hear this, uh, I, I recommend you go check out our Patreon on the American Loser Podcast Instagram page, which we're about to launch our Facebook page for the group. We're about to launch a uh, Twitter as well. Uh, YouTube content is going to be coming out. Uh, I'm I'm dug in here, guys. I turned down a job in Jacksonville earlier today, and uh, I, I was about to go back down there and make some money for the summer. And my father said, we just got going jerk don't bail on you <laughs> so uh, i'm dug in here guys i'm willing to fight this fight i believe in this project and uh, we are so grateful anybody who supports us and again you can help us out for just five bucks that is uh, as we proved on our way down here uh, a large cold brew from uh, dunkin donuts is about five bucks nowadays so for one large cold brew a month uh, you can help keep this show going. And uh, cheapskates who don't contribute and just take our free show, we love you too. Leave us an iTunes review or something, <laughs> there okay? There you go. Help but, us out with the review. But you guys are going to owe the Patreon folks for keeping us in business here because I cannot continue to operate this thing at a deficit. It's not fiscally responsible. Uh, even FDR would not bail this out. So. <laughs> That's right, right. We don't have any government funding. Exactly. We're so, not NPR radio. So go ahead and check us out. We're about to put up that first Patreon episode. This is the bonus content for Smedley Butler, uh, and we will be back in action for the free show with another episode on Tuesday. We got a very fun one we're going to record after the Patreon. This is a busy day, Dad. A busy day, busy day. Hey, and for the technically challenged, and I'm part of that, um, <laughs> I can find this whole Patreon thing by if, if you can get onto Google, Google American Loser Podcast Patreon. And it'll bring you right to the link. Bring you right to the page. And again, that's a monthly subscription. So my crazy cousin Jennifer, who tried to give us 100 bucks a month, I had to call her up and be like, listen, no. <laughs> Not until I got something worth that. So anyway, uh, that being said, guys, thank you so much. I hope you enjoyed this addendum, this little add-on to uh, uh, the Smedley-Butler episode. One of my favorite guys we've ever covered here. So that was The Business Plot, American Losers. <laughs>